0: Good afternoon. It's time for another spinning singles edition. I'm Todd on this sunny Sunday, but cold afternoon in November. It's actually uh, the November before Sunday before Thanksgiving, and we're going to be doing November of 1981, if you can believe it. And boy, that's in time. It seemed like a long time ago, but in my mind, it wasn't really that long. So um, I was in my sophomore year of high school. And we're going to get started with November 7th, 1981. That's the uh, date of the Billboard chart. And there were um, seven songs to come in the top 40 that week. So there was a busy, busy week. And um, my dog Clyde says hi. He's interested in this too. So the first song I want to talk about, actually the first two are from my all-time favorite group, Fleetwood Mac, and their members. And this one's by Lindsey Buckingham, and it was one of his solo songs probably his yeah. biggest hit. It's called Trouble. It came in at number 30 and yeah. went to number nine. It was a top 10 hit for him. And it's got a picture sleeve, yeah. It shows him on the cover. And um, the record was on yeah. the label um, Asylum Records. And it was from yeah. his album called Law and Order. And it was a great song. Still here today, every once in a while. And it's Lindsey Buckingham. So how could it be wrong? And that's Trouble. And next song I'm going to talk about was a member of Fleetwood Mac. Talking about Stevie Nicks. And she had just had a big hit with Stop Dragging My Heart Around with Tom Petty. And this one she decided to sing with Don Henley. And, of course, Don Henley being of the Eagles. And he also had some solo hits as well. But this song is called Leather and Lace. And it's um, kind of a ballad to mid-tempo record. And it's from her album Bella Came in at 31 with a picture sleeve and went up to number 6. And Stevie Nicks does have some value. Picture Sleeve is probably about a $5 record. And the record itself isn't that valuable, but it was her second top 10 in a row off that album. Next song to come in was from a group I'd never heard from um, when it first charted. And it was actually a group from the West Coast. They're called Quarter Flash. And they were originally called Seafood Mama, and they changed their name to Quarter Flash. And this was their first big hit. It was called Harden My Heart. And it came in at 33 and we almost go to number one. It was a number three hit nationally. It was very, very big. Heard a lot on the radio. One of my favorite songs actually was number one on my countdown. And Quarterflash was on the Geffen label at the time, and it was from their self-titled album, Quarterflash. Not a valuable or hard record to find, but a great, great song and uh, got a lot of airplay. Next song I'm going to talk about came in at 36, up from 41, and it was another song by Genesis and it was from their album abacab and it's called no reply at all came in at 36 we go to 29 so it wasn't a huge huge hit for them but it was on their label atlantic and it had the atlantic brown sleeve but no picture sleeve with this one and um not a particularly valuable or a hard record to find at this point and that's genesis no reply at all next song to come in right behind it was another song by cool and the gang and this is called Take My Heart on their d label. And that's pretty much where all their songs were. And it was from their album Something Special. And it came in at 37. We go to number 17. So it was a moderate hit for them. Kind of a mid-tempo uh, soul song for them. And not a valuable record. Probably about a 3 to $4 record. And it's not a song you don't really hear it on the radio too much anymore. Uh, but that's Cool in the Gang and Take My Heart. Which brings us to the number song that came in at number 39, and um, it was another song by Juice Newton following up Queen of Hearts, which was a huge hit for her. And this was called The Sweetest Thing, and it was a ballad, and it did have a picture sleeve. It was still on the uh, Brown Capital label from her album Juice. And the picture sleeve and record are not hard to find or valuable, and this song would go to number seven, so it was another top ten hit for her. So she was in her prime at this time or songs are charting in the top 10. And that's Juice Newton, The Sweetest Thing. And the last song to come in that week was a song that just has never gone away, even to this day. And when it came out, it was a pretty decent song, Um, Don't Stop Believing" by Journey. Came in at 40, would go to number nine, so it was a pretty big hit for them. And it does have a picture sleeve. It shows the group on the front cover. And um, it was from the album Escape, And you know what? It was a great song while it was out. But over the years, it just keeps coming back. And I think it was just used for a lot for graduations, kind of picked up on the theme of Don't Stop Believing." But it's kind of a song that just kind of keeps popping up on the airplay charts every so often. Even today, it shows up. So for some reason, it's one of those songs that just never goes away. And of course, it gets a ton of airplay. And it's one of those songs I'm I'm getting burned out of because they play it so much. Um, but because they play it so much and it's been around such a long time, the value has risen on an original copy. It's probably a 5 to $10 record now, and the sleeve is even harder to find. I say the sleeve is about, about a $10 sleeve by itself, if you can find it. And that's Journey, Don't Stop believing. And believe it or not, it was from 1981. People say, oh, that's only a few years old. No, it's from 1981. Which brings us to the next week in November of that week. Of that month, it was November fourteenth was the date of the billboard chart, and again there were five more songs that came on, so there were pretty busy weeks back then. And the first song I'm going to talk about was a song that came in at number thirty-four by Neil Diamond. That's called "Yesterday's Songs." Not not a bad song by him at all. It did have a picture sleeve, and it would go to number eleven. So that was a pretty decent hit for him. Not a song you hear on the radio. Uh, much now. It's from his album On the Way to the Sky, and not a valuable record at all, or a hard record to find. Um, And um, I can listen to it. It's not a bad song, and you don't hear it that much. Next song was from a classic rock guy from the 70s who really hit it big, Steve Miller, and he had an act called Steve Miller Band, and he was a blues artist way before he became a pop rock star. And this one was more in the rock and roll vein. It came in at 36 and would go to 24. So it was a pretty decent hit for him. It's called Heart Like a Wheel. And again, it was on the Capital Purple label, the same label as Juice Newton. And it does have a picture sleeve, and it shows him with his arms kind of spread open with a lot of birds and stuff, kind of a neat cover. And kind of a hard sleeve to find. I'd say medium hard. It's probably about a $5 sleeve, and the record itself is not hard to find. And that's Heart Like a Wheel by Steve Miller Band. Next I'm going to talk about has definitely grown in value. It's the first uh, top 40 by Luther Vandross, and he would go on to have a lot of hits, but this is the first one called Never Too Much. Came in at 37, would go to number 33, but it was a huge hit on the R&B charts, and it crossed over. And now this record is going for $15 to $20 I just noticed a couple weeks ago. So, yes, this is a pretty decent record, and if you can find a copy this in good shape, that's what you can get for it. Um, It's on the Epic Blue label with the sleeve, no picture sleeve, but a quite valuable record now, nowadays. Next song I'm going to talk about uh, came in at 39, and it was by an artist I'd never heard of um, until this song came out. And the guy's name is Stevie Woods, and it's called Steal the Night. And it was on the Cotillion label, that's the purple label, with the Atlantic Group sleeve. And it came in at 39, we go to number 25, so it was kind of a mid-tempo soul song. And uh, I remember hearing it and going, oh, this isn't a bad song, and it did get some pretty decent airplay around here. Uh, Not a valuable or a hard record to find, um, but you just don't hear it on the radio much anymore. And the last song I'm going to talk about um, apparently was from a Christian artist at the time, but he kind of crossed over. His name is Chris Christian. And it's called I Want You, I Need You, kind of a ballad on the Boardwalk label. And it came in at 40, would only go to 37, so it's not a huge, huge hit. It did have a picture sleeve, and it shows him on the cover. Um, Kind of a medium, hard record to find, probably about a $5 record, and that includes the sleeve. But um, he did not really have another top 40 hit, I believe. This was the only one he was able to put in that high on the charts. And that's Chris Christian, I Want You, I Need You. And that brings us up to November 21st, and that is this week, because it's November, I believe it's around the 20th now, um, And back in 1981. So let's see what the songs were back then. There were three that hit the top 40, and there are two I'm going to talk about that were in the Hot 100 that week. And the first one I'm going to talk about was a number one song by a very, very popular duo, Hall & Oates. It's called I Can't Go For That. It was a very, very popular song and one of my favorites by them um, from the Private Eyes album. And I actually have, uh, they put out a single of it and then they put out a promo version that says Club Mix on it, which is actually the better mix that I like. And um, like I said, it would go to number one. It spent one week up there. And uh, one of my favorites by them, I Can't Go For That, No Picture Sleeve. And not a valuable record, but one you still hear today. So quite a a big record for them. Uh, Next song I'm going to talk about coming in at number 39 that week, up from 49, was George Benson and Turn Your Love Around. So um, it was from the George Benson Collection. That's the LP. And it was kind of an upbeat, happy song, uh, soul song. It would go all the way to number five. So it was a big, big hit for George Benson. And uh, it does have a picture sleeve. And not a hard or valuable record to find, probably 3 or $4, but a great record. And um, actually probably recorded several years before 1981, but that's when it hit. And that's Turn Your Love Around by George Benson. And the last song I'm going to talk about that hit the top 40 that week was the first top 40 hit from a group called Survivor. And they would go on to have plenty of hits in the 80s. We'll talk about them a lot much later. But this was their first um, appearance in the top 40, and it was called Poor Man's Son. It was on the Scotty Brothers label at that time, and it was from their album Premonition. It came in at 40, would only go to 33, the same as Luther Vandross did, and not a record I heard on the radio or got a lot of airplay. I didn't really hear this much at all, so I was kind of surprised where it came from. And um, nowadays, it's kind of a hard record to find because they had so many other hits this is more obscure, and it didn't have a picture sleeve. So trying to find a stock copy of this is kind of tough. So I would say a stock copy is probably about $5 if you could find one that's really good. And the other two songs I'm going to talk about that hit the Hot 100 that week that did not make the top 40. First one was by one of my favorite artists, Kenny Rogers. He came in with a song called Blaze of Glory, and it came in at 86 and would go to 66. 66. And um, good song. It was actually from his album, Share Your Love. And uh, heard it a lot on the country stations, but not a lot of um, airplay on the pop stations. So it did get some pop airplay to make it on the Hot 100, but that was about it. This Kenny Rogers song did not have a picture sleeve, and it was on his Liberty label at the time, and it was kind of a silver-like sleeve with a silver-type label. And the next song I'm going to talk about, was by far a very popular song. People heard it all the time. It was from a TV show about a radio station in Cincinnati called WKRP. And it was a very popular show. I remember it being out. And um, it was kind of cool to see some of the characters on here. But this is the theme song to it. The opening song by Steve Carlisle. And it's just simply called WKRP in Cincinnati. It came in at 87. Would only go to 65 nationally, but It was a cool song, and it was the theme to the TV show. Uh, Not a valuable or hard record to find at this point. Which brings us to the last week in November of 1981. And there were six songs that came in. So it was a very, very busy November for 81. And the first song to come in was a ballad by Barbra Streisand, uh, Coming In and Out of Your Life, on the Columbia label. From her album Memories, it came in at 30 and would go to number 11. So that was the same peak as Neil Diamond's song, yesterday's songs. And this song did not have a picture sleeve. It was a straight-out ballad, so it's not something that I listened to a lot when it was out. Uh, I did not listen to stations that really played it a lot. So um, I only got it because it hit the charts at that point. So that's Barbara Streisand, and not a valuable or hard record to find. Uh, The next song I'm going to talk about was much more interesting um to follow the medley craze that had started earlier in the year by stars on 45 this was a medley of classical songs and it was by the royal philharmonic orchestra it's simply called hooked on classics and i remember the albums being around our house and um, this was the 45 version hooked on classics and it came in at 32 would we'll go to number 10 which was a pretty big hit for it and basically it was a medley of classical songs that ran about three and a half, almost four minutes long. And it got a lot of airplay, and I remember it a lot. And for some reason, I remember dancing to this song at a dance in high school. Um, I think it was a homecoming dance. I'm not going to, I think, I'm trying to remember. It was so long ago. i trying to think if I even took anybody. I think I danced with a girl named Julie to it. Um, that's all I remember. But anyway, not a valuable record to find or... Or a picture sleeve on that one, and that's hooked on classics by the Royal Philharmonic Orchestra. Uh, next song to come in at 34 was one of my favorites by him. It's Paul Davis, and this is called "Cool Night," and I always like this song a lot. And it gets a lot of airplay still to this day. You hear it on yacht rock stations and and easy listening stations. It's a great song. Came in at 34. Would we'll go to number 11, so it's a third song that peaked at number 11 in the last couple of weeks here that came in. And uh, not a picture sleeve with it or a, um, a valuable record uh, for Paul Davis. A couple bucks, probably, if you can find it, on the Arista label with the blue sleeve. Uh, next record that came out was a number one hit. It was by the Jay Giles Band. It was called Centerfold. I know you all probably heard it. It was probably their signature song. It was that big of a hit. Came in at 35 and go to number one and spend six weeks at number one. And the first pressing of this song the label was pink, and it had uh, center fold on it and Jay Giles Band from the album Freeze Frame, and it did have a picture sleeve showing a girl kind of in pink and um, kind of a hard picture sleeve to find because you don't see it hardly at all. And when since this record was so big, they had to repress it, and when they repressed it, they just repressed it on the EMI Silver label, the same label as Kenny Rogers. But the pink version is the first pressing, and that's the hardest one to find. So if you've got a pink label and the picture sleeve, you're probably talking about 10 bucks, 15 bucks for that. And that's the Jay Giles Band um, Centerfold. So the next song to come in that week at number 38 was a song by ELO and uh, Electric Light Orchestra. And um, it's from the album Time. It's called Twilight. And it came in at 38, and that's as high as it got was 38 and um, not a lot to say about this record. I didn't hear it much on the radio. I love ELO, though. so But this was not a big hit. It was on their label Jet. And actually, the B-side, Julie Don't Live Here Anymore, um, is actually a cool song, too. So if you have the 45, you want to flip it over and listen to that as well because that's a cool song. And that's ELO by In Twilight. And the last song I'm going to talk about for this edition of Spinning Singles is um, by a country crossover artist, and he was big at the time, just like Kenny Rogers, and I'm talking about Ronnie Millsap, and this is his follow-up to No Getting Over Me. It's called I Wouldn't Have Missed It for the World, and it wasn't as big as a hit. It came in at 40. It would go to number 20 on the pop charts. It was much bigger on the country charts, and at the time, Ronnie Millsap was on the RCA label, and it was from the album There's No Getting Over Me. Um, Not a bad record uh, at all. And um, But not a very valuable or a hard record to find. And that's Ronnie Millsap. I wouldn't have missed it for the world. And that brings us to the end of November of 1981. So that means next time that we do Spinning Singles in about a week, I'll be doing talking about December of 1981. And that'll be the last month before I start a new year in 1982. So I hope you're enjoying Spinning Singles. This is Todd, and I will talk to you next time.